0: Yes, people, welcome back to Process a podcast with me, Brendan Pearson. So, today we're going to be doing my first proper solo episode because I feel like I haven't done one at all. So, I thought I've got a bit of time to myself today. So, I'm going to get one out. I had a little thought to myself, a little thought to myself, a little think to myself yesterday when I was on my walk, uh, listening to a Modern Wisdom podcast, and then A little idea came into my head to talk about five things that lockdown has taught me. So as I was walking, listening to the podcast, I jotted a few notes on my phone, which I am using right now. I'm going to walk you through pretty much what I've learned through lockdown about myself and about routines and just about, just just some things I've learned. So I hope you find these interesting. So bear with me, as it's my first solo podcast, so there might be a few stutters or whatever along the way, but We'll get on with it anyway and hope for the best, but seeming it is a solo episode, I feel like it's only right that we bring this noise into it. So yes, white monster in hand, we'll get started. So one of the first things that lockdown, or more importantly time on my own, it's not just the lockdown, obviously the lockdown kind of forces you to have a lot more time on your own. Uh, one of the things that it's it's really taught me is making commitments slash well, promises to yourself and actually sticking to them. So this is something probably a lot of people do struggle to do. More importantly, if you do want to kind of go self-employed or have your own business, this is something that's massively, massively important. So having something, maybe just writing down on a piece of paper or just saying to yourself, right, I'm going to commit to this um for thirty days and I'm gonna do it every single day. It does take a lot to be able to actually keep something going consistently like that. A lot of people maybe don't have the the motivation or the mental strength to kinda maintain it for a long period of time but the importance of it is massive. So for me, um start a lockdown which feels like absolutely ages ago. Uh one thing that I I said to myself that I wanted to do during this lockdown was start a podcast. So I've stuck to it, I've tried to get at least, well at least film or record one episode each week, at some points I've had three episodes a week which has been great, so I just, it's something that I've always wanted to do, something I've always enjoyed listening to and I've always wanted to put my own thoughts and my own ideas and also talk to different experts and different professionals on the on a podcast and, and hopefully people like it, so that was something I said to myself that I was going to do. I've, I've started it. And I've kind of stuck with it, and we're at the point where we're at now. I don't know how many episodes I've recorded, but just saying to yourself that you're gonna to commit to something. I think the thing that also helped me start my podcast was what I, I seen other people doing it as well, and I'm thinking to myself if they're going out and doing that, then am I don't want to be like left behind or anything like that. So, I just went out, started it, and I've 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 loved it. So it's just it's just that initial starting point. It's actually just being able to to put your foot down, start something and accept that maybe when you start it, it's not going to be great, like I think that's one of the reasons why people don't actually start things, it's because they're scared of maybe it failing or maybe it not being great, like I look back, my like first few Instagram posts or my, my first YouTube video and stuff and I look back and it's like, it's not great, not like my posts or my YouTube videos are amazing by any standard now, but they've progressed, they've got better. So one bit of advice I could say to anybody who is even contemplating starting anything, like a new job, podcast, YouTube, anything at all, is just do it. And hopefully you've got a nice little support network around you who will support you through it. And then if if something's not great, they'll tell you. Or if something is great, they'll encourage you and keep telling you to push forward. So just start something and then things just snowball and just keep on progressing from there. So yeah, so commitments i'm always quite lucky that if i say to myself that i commit something i always have these voices in my head telling me like if if, if there's anything in my head saying like oh no you don't need to do this today just slack off like you're not gonna be able to do it i always have this little voice in my head this is like you've committed to something like follow through with it there's i just can't live with myself if i don't do it so i'm quite fortunate that i have that um but some people might might not have that kind of thing and it, it is very easy just to fall into a pattern of not doing stuff even when you've committed um committed to stuff. So just find some sort of way to to stick to to stick to something, whether it be sticking notes on your fridge or something like that. Like have a calendar with obviously day one, the thirty, for example, just for the month, and just go off and tick each day. So if you can see it visually that you are actually Completing your tasks each day, and that it's actually there, and you need to keep yourself accountable for it, which is the main thing. Accountability is massive. If you actually have a checklist visually in front of you, uh, then I think it's harder to escape doing these things that you commit to yourself. <sighs> Excuse the random slurps halfway through, but yeah, just find a way, find a method, whatever suits you best. Maybe it's tell a few of your friends that you're going to commit to something because then they should keep you accountable. So they may check up on you in a few days saying, oh mate, I, have you done this today? Have you done that today? Um, and then if you don't do it one day, they're going, come on mate, you said to yourself that you're going to do this. So just, that's another little way you can do it. So talking about commitments and promises, a few of the things that I said to myself that, well, I wanted to try and I wanted to commit to was, first of all, cold showers, which cold shower in the morning, honestly, is it, it's not like amazing, but it has been a big thing that helps wake you up and get you started in the day. Because there's some days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I've said to myself that I'm going to do this, have this cold shower. And I step in the shower. So, what I do, I step in the shower before it's actually turned on, shut the door behind me, and then I just sit underneath the shower head, turn the temperature all the way to cold, and then just turn it on. And you're just soaked instantly, you can't even think about it. So you always have that little thing in your head that you're like, oh, God, like this is going to not be very nice. But you do get used to it. Like the first few times that I've done it, like you find it hard to control your breathing. You start like breathing a little bit heavier. But after a while, it kind of becomes easy. But it does massively wake you up. Like if you have that moments where you feel groggy and you feel tired and you don't want to get up, have a cold shower and it's like having a, like an espresso in the morning. Um, so that's what I I've been committing to. I've committed to it for I don't know at least two months maybe now. Um, so that's been a great little addition that I've stuck to. The second one is I've recently started that about three weeks ago. Daily, daily mobility. Uh, whether it be first thing in the morning, which is when I'm doing it most of the time, or before my workout or after my workout, just getting at least ten minutes of mobility. Um. So as an athlete or anybody, in fact, who trains. Mobility, is something like, it is massive, massive. I can't push it enough. How important it is, and how much it's helped me doing it daily. So, with I've had a lot of injuries and stuff. So, I've been stressing a lot of hips, a lot of ankle mobility, uh, a lot of back, a lot of glute mobility, uh, working on that daily, and I can say it's massively helped me. So first thing in the morning, you always feel stiff. Uh, my back's always really stiff, but doing ten minutes of. Doesn't have to be like yoga style, but literally just stretching. So I just do three sets of a certain amount of stretches. The my routine is on my Instagram. If you go on my Instagram, I put a little video together, and there's also an IGTV mobility routine that you can just follow along with me. Uh, so that's my routine. I'm stuck to that daily, and I feel great for it. Just one thing that I do want to say about having these morning routines that you see these business gurus and entrepreneurs and people pushing these morning routines on instagram social media etc i wouldn't say i wouldn't rely on them like most of the time especially if you work in, um like a nine-to-five job and you you kind of have like a quote-unquote side hustle or that you, you you like to train you have to get up ridiculously early and go to the gym or train or you have to get up ridiculously early and go straight to work now Trying to fit a modern routine in there is going to be very, very difficult. It's not realistic, so I wouldn't say that a modern routine is necessary. I think if you do end up getting to the point where you actually rely on a routine to get you going, then there is a little bit of a problem there. Like, there's some days I don't do my routine. Like, there's every Friday's been my, my quote-unquote busy PT day, so I'm up early, out of the house, straight away. I don't do my routine then, but it doesn't stop me from getting what I need to get done during the day so don't think that it's magic and it's going to save your life like the entrepreneurs and the businessmen and yogis or whatever who were putting these routines out and saying that you need to do them they've probably got a lot more time on their hands they've probably built themselves up to the point where they've got a business and they're they're self-employed they they can work their own hours so they can fit it into their schedule whereas they probably had say 10 15 20 years ago they were probably doing a quote-unquote grind getting up early not doing a routine um, just making things work, which brings me on to my next little thing is, I noticed so at the start of lockdown. I tried to get myself to get up really early, which was let's say really early. It was around consistently around quarter six, six o'clock. So you see again, people on Instagram, entrepreneurs, all this that and the other, saying that getting up early makes your day so much more productive and stuff. Well. In a sense, it does, but in a sense, it also doesn't. So if you think, if you are getting up at six o'clock and you're tired and you're relying heavily on caffeine, stimulants to get, your, get yourself through the day, it's not gonna be a massively productive day if you think about it. Whereas if you give yourself an extra hour in bed, you might wake up a little bit more fresh, you might not rely so much on stimulants to keep you going. You're gonna be a lot more productive, so sleep's massively important for you. Or even if you do get up an hour later, you're going to be working maybe an hour later in the day. It doesn't really matter. Like if you get up at five o'clock in the morning, you work five till, we'll say five till five and get all your work done then. It doesn't make a difference if you get up at eight and get all your work done between eight and eight o'clock at night. It really doesn't make a difference. There is a little bit of a mental side of obviously getting up early makes you feel like you're ahead of the world, you're ahead of everybody else, um waking up when the sun's rising and stuff. It is it is nice. It is a nice feeling. But when I try to do this consistently and I was training a lot and I was quite busy, I noticed that I just started getting tireder and tired. And I think as well, the weather with the pollen count being ridiculous, if, like, I think my hair field was just booting off as well, which didn't really help. But um, I think that tired me, it made me a little more tired as well. So you've just got to think about it in the big picture. Like, is it really worth getting up at five o'clock in the morning when you don't feel great or you're just doing it to put on instagram that you're up at five o'clock in the morning for a run or whatever it is do whatever is best for you so if you feel good getting up getting up early do it 100 percent. try it if you haven't if you are in the, the habit of obviously laying in until 11 o'clock which i think a lot of people have been during lockdown then just try It might take a few days to get used to, but try it consistently for at least a few weeks. See how you find it. If you still feel crap, maybe push your sleep back a little bit further. Uh, Sorry, forward a little bit further. So it obviously depends on what job you're doing. But during lockdown, we've all had this freedom to kind of get up at what time we really wanted. Well, majority of us. So, yeah, so for me... I've been getting up at around half six, probably the earliest. And then the latest would probably half seven. It's still reasonably early, but I feel like my sleep's a lot better. My recovery's a lot better. I'm waking up feeling fresh. I'm not feeling tired and having to hammer a few coffees down me. Like I'll have the occasional white monster before I train and stuff, but that's about as far as it goes. So just find a routine that works for you. Write down some things, some commitments, some promises to yourself and just commit to them. Never sit a monster. So, second little point that I learned from lockdown is, look at the people who you surround yourself with. So, this is something that probably people have realised a lot during lockdown because they are spending so much time on their own. Maybe they have had, had, had a bit more time to focus on their passions, which is maybe took away from their, their time with their friends. So, during, sorry, before lockdown you may have had a group of friends that always went out, like there were always people that you went out with or you'd, you'd go and do stuff that wasn't quote-unquote productive. Now that you've had this time away from them, you might have been able to put more time on into yourself, whether it be training, whether it be business, whether it be time with your family. And you maybe realise that they are maybe not the best group of friends for you uh, in terms of progression. They might be great people, but in terms of, you pursuing what you want to do in life, they might not be the most beneficial, so i found myself, I've always been quite an introvert person in a sense, until I get to know someone then I can be a bit more extroverted and a little bit more sociable, but I'm very much, I like to talk to people one on one, when it comes to big group stuff, I'm very quiet, I don't really... unless unless I've had a good day or something like that I don't know, I just just always keep myself to myself in terms of that, so I've quite enjoyed I've been quite fortunate that I've enjoyed lockdown and I've had a lot more time to myself and the few people that I do surround myself with are my really closest friends and a lot of people online through social media who have got similar interests to me so just a little side note. When I say surround yourself with like people, you surround yourself with, it doesn't mean like the people who you actually physically talk to or see. It can be the people on social media. Like there's people I've met on social media who I chat to who I've never ever met before in real life, and the I still class them as people I surround myself with because they reflect, um, on my life and what they say and what they put on social media. What we talk about does um affect my life, and I do look up to them in, in certain ways so so yeah went off track a little bit there but back to the point so look at people who you surround yourself with I've noticed to my, for myself that a lot of time I own it's realised kind of who I do want to hang around with and from what kind of person I do want to be so there's a lot of things like I used to go well probably about a year I used to go out quite a bit and used to drink quite a bit during lockdown I literally haven't been interested in it whatsoever maybe I'll have the odds glass of wine with my girlfriend or if it's a really nice day my dad says oh would you like a beer with me I'll have a beer with my dad I'm not going to say no to that but in terms of like I haven't got drunk quote-unquote drunk during lockdown or anything like that I've probably had max three drinks if that um just kind of goes to show to myself that maybe that isn't my type of personality and maybe the the times where I do go out like there's nothing wrong with going out and having a good time if you enjoy that I do enjoy it occasionally but Maybe the group of friends that I was going out with weren't benefiting me because that isn't myself. Maybe I'm trying to be someone else that I'm I'm. I'm truly not. Whereas the group of friends that I've got now, well, the, the small circle of friends that I do talk to, which is very small, they're in the similar mindset as, as me as they see alcohol and drinking and going out and stuff as maybe a negative. I know Chris Will's a big advocate of going sober. Now, if you want to go down that extreme, go for it. It, it will benefit you. Probably in terms of productivity and long term, because I see going out on a night out and getting hammered and waking up the next day ill, not wanting to eat anything, is a few days, a few days wasted almost where I could be being productive and putting putting some good time into my own my own work and my myself. So that's a little realization that I've had in talking about Chris. Wells I was listening to the podcast I was listening to yesterday was with. Eleanor Emnever, I think that's how you say her name. I've probably just butchered it there, but Modern Wisdom podcast, she said a good little quote is uh, she said, No friends is better than bad friends. So, in a sense, when you, if you look at a lot of top business entrepreneurs or businessmen, businesswomen, that you hear about stories about them when they're at school and they're always, they always quite a quiet, introverted person, which is probably. The reason why they've been so success, so successful. One, because they've probably not had a lot of this distractions. And two, they've had a lot of time with their own thoughts, with their self focusing on the things that they actually enjoy. So don't put yourself down. If you are quite shy, quite introverted, it probably long term is going to be a good thing. So if you think, if, if you're an um, extroverted person who always wants to speak to people, always on the phone to people, um always needing that kind of um external attention you're not going to have a lot of time to yourself actually focusing on what you you feel like you really need uh so i feel like i've been quite lucky in terms of that and i've quite enjoyed being on my own during lockdown so just look at the people that you do surround yourself with are they impacting your your life positively are they encouraging you are they telling you certain things like that you're doing wrong but obviously in a positive way, so constructive criticism. Just have a look um at the big picture and maybe not so much, you don't maybe want to cut out certain people from your life. Like I'm not saying cut out people completely, just be mindful about it. So I'll probably blabbered a bit on that bit, but you get my point. Just look at who you surround yourself with and are they positively affecting your life. Third thing that lockdown has taught me is hence the podcast, trust the process and just be patient. So obviously starting my podcast and trying to push my social media, my online coaching and all all this sort of uh, online side of my business, it, it, it is frustrating to start with because you obviously see maybe some of your friends or in, in my world there's some of my friends and fellow PTs and other businesses have been doing really well in their, their podcast and their online coaching and their YouTube and stuff really, really kicking off. And I'm just at the start of my start of my journey. And I need to keep reminding myself that I am at the start. I've only been doing it since. I've only been full-time personal training since December. So I've just got to be patient with it and just trust that down the line, I'm doing the right things. People, like, my business will grow. It will progressively get better and better. And I've just got to be patient and, like I said, trust the process. Now, I say it all the time, you can't judge people's journey because you're on a different you're on a different path, you're on a different journey. You have you might not have been dealt the same hand or they might have been doing it a few years longer. So look at the bigger picture. Don't get yourself down, which I do a lot of the time. I do look at other people. And I do compare myself to other people, which I'm preaching not to, but I do it myself. I think everybody does it which is it isn't really a bad thing but it also sometimes you just need to like pinch yourself and just say look right you're at this point be patient keep doing what you're doing am I doing everything right yeah you're doing everything you can you're working hard just trust the process enjoy it and I think if you enjoy it then you'll do it long term and good things will happen like I said in my first intro podcast like it might take five years it might take 10 years but if you enjoy it if you enjoy the process and just believe in yourself and just keep doing it consistently, then you'll get somewhere. I think the quote that I said was, enjoyment leads to consistency and then consistency leads to success. So massively believe in that. Just be patient. Make sure you're doing everything you can to get to where you want to be and then just en- enjoy life. Good things will happen. So on to point number four. Let's quickly have a sip. <sighs> Point number four, be grateful. Similar to kind of my last point, so be grateful for, first of all, everything that you have already achieved in life. So look back at where you were maybe a year ago, five years ago, and you probably didn't think that you would be at the point that you're all at right now, whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing. Just be grateful for everything that's happened, all the little ups and downs, all the journeys that you've been through and what they've taught you along the way. So I'm grateful for everything that's happened in my life in terms of football, my career, injuries, moving away, uh, starting personal training, everything I've learned, all the new people that I've met, my family being so supportive, they've been great with me, I'm, I'm lucky to be in the situation I'm at, I'm grateful for having my home gym during lockdown, which has been God sent, so I'm very grateful for that, so just look at every, every little thing, at the littlest, tiniest details, like you've got food on the table, like you're worrying about what macros you're going to have each day, not Oh God, where am I going to get food? Where am I going to get money from? Like be grateful for the little tiny things. Uh, I've always been a big believer in the journal. So every morning, five minutes, just write three things down that you're grateful for and anything else you want to put down. Uh, That's something that I've massively, uh, I I feel massively benefited me uh, over the last few years. So I've been doing that for quite some time. But the little things as well in terms of being grateful in terms of your progression in business or in life or in your career. Just be grateful for where you're at. Look back at what you have already achieved. Uh Christian Guzman's got a great quote, which I think's one of the best quotes out there. It's be proud but never satisfied. So always be proud but never never lose that hunger to keep on progressing. So some people might get to a certain stage of success and just be satisfied at that level. Like that might be fine to them. Fair play to them. But if you want to actually keep on progressing and get to the point where you almost have that financial freedom, which a lot of people want, you're going to have to keep pushing. You you can't get satisfied. You can't be happy with the level you're at, even if it is a great level. So that's something that I always want to push. Just be proud of what you've achieved. Don't put yourself down if you maybe haven't achieved everything that you want to achieve by this point, but just be grateful for everything you have because if you've achieved something, if you look back on the last year, you've improved that 1%, that's that's 1% better than last year. You have improved, so just be, be grateful for that. Um, but just keep pushing forward. So the final little point that lockdown has taught me is, even when you do, or even when you are doing what you love and what you enjoy, what you have a passion for, there's gonna be bad times and there's gonna be times where you don't actually wanna do it. Like you people tell you all the time that, oh do your dream job and you'll never never have to work a day of your life again. You do. Like there's there's never gonna be there's never gonna be a full year where everything runs smoothly or you don't have a bad day, you don't wake up feeling like you wanna go back to bed, or you might have like for me there's days where even when I go to PT and I I love the people that I, I go and train I get on with them really well. I look forward to the days a lot of the time. But there is then days where I wake up, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered today. But the one thing that keeps you going is, obviously, your passion for it. If you just get through those days, so for me, for example, like I have a day where I, like a longer PT day, some days I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long day. But trust me, once you get there, once you start doing it, you forget about all this. And then the best feeling is when you're done. So at the end of that day, you go to bed at night, look back and think, that was a good day. This is why I'm doing it. This feeling is the reason why I'm doing what I do. So just remember, so when you do get through those days, just remember that feeling at the end of the day and remember it for when you next have that bad day. We all have, have the days. It could even just be a trading session. You might have a really bad trading session, but just remember that if you push through it, the feeling afterwards is, is going to be great and the long-term effect of it. So if you just give up, so you wake up one day and you you don't fancy going to work today, you're just you're just ringing sick and just make up an excuse, that's going to have a, a long-term effect on you. So the next time it comes, you'll do the same thing the next time it comes. And you can't keep doing that because you're not going to progress in anywhere in life. So just, just keep battling through those, those tough days those times where you don't want to keep going, times where maybe for an athlete you're a bit stiff, you're a bit sore, you don't fancy going to training. Trust me, just get there, just get warm, just get moving around and then you'll get through the session and you'll feel great afterwards. There's nothing nothing better when you feel stiff and sore than actually getting moving and getting going. Um, But just keep reminding yourself, why are you doing this? Why am I doing this? This is what I love. I could be doing something else. I could be doing a nine to five job that I hate. Uh, so, when you're doing something that you love for a job, be grateful. Again, linking to my last point, be grateful that you are doing that and the effect that you can have on other people's lives doing what you love. So, for me, personal training, uh, training people, trying to help change people's lives. Like, I've got to remember that I'm what I'm doing, the reasons why, and then the feeling after it. Like I said, it's going to be great, but anyway, I've probably blabbered on certain points a little bit. We're getting up to half an hour. This is the longest solo episode that I have done, so I'm quite proud that I've talked for this long on my own. Just sat on my laptop talking to a microphone is a bit weird, but anyway, we survived, so I hope you took some good points, and I hope you enjoyed this solo episode, if there's anything you want to discuss or talk about from this episode or any previous episode of the podcast, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So my Instagram is at Brendan Pearson Fitness. Um, I'll leave it in the show notes so you can just click on that if you do want to drop me a message. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, make sure to share it on Instagram, on any social media to be fair. I'm just not on Twitter. So don't do it on Twitter, but Sarah, on share it on Instagram again at Brendan Pearson Fitness. Just tag my name in it, and I'll send you a little message asking you how you how you enjoyed the podcast and what you thought of it. So, thank you very much again. Five star review would be massively, massively appreciated on the podcast. And if you did really enjoy it, leave a little review, a little comment, just saying why you enjoyed it and what you thought about it. If you didn't enjoy it, if there's anything you think I could do better, also leave a little review down below and I'm always looking to try and improve my service and improve my podcast I'm happy to help anybody out so thank you very very much for listening this has been process